Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandrobe, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Gretchen Bach, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Willamette Valley. Gretchen is the CEO of Wine by Joe and Dobbs Family Estates. Gretchen, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Thank you, Michelle. It's great to be here with you. I know this is going to be so much fun. We are here at your office, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to get a crash course on <laughs> everything Gretchen. Okay. We finally have to share. I can't wait. Let's just jump in. Tell me what one of your first professional jobs was. Mm. Professional, that's a fun, fun question, because I did lots of unprofessional things as a child. I'm actually um, from a very small farming community, Mount Angel. I grew up doing lots of agricultural jobs as a kid that I'm sure don't count as that. Uh, But I really did, I'll mention it because it had a lot to do with my career path in wine. Uh, I spent a lot of years working for my father in construction, actually, swinging a hammer, which was quite unusual for a woman to be in construction, especially back then, 20, 25 years ago. Um, So all through my later middle school years and high school and college, I worked um, in construction. Uh, And that's actually how I paid my way through college while going to Oregon State University was working in construction. And we built wineries. That's what my parents' business was primarily focused on. So... um, yeah, I spent lots of years working and, uh, you know, seeing how the walls got built on the outside of wineries. And I would watch through those windows and see the people working in the cellar. And I thought, you know, that looks that looks really interesting, what they're doing inside there. So that kind of piqued my interest. Right. But really, I guess my first professional job that really ultimately led to my career path was um, the very first vintage I did, which was 1999 at Willamette Valley Vineyards. I was just a, an ordinary cellar rat for Joe Dobbs at the time. Okay, so you had a premonition <laughs> of sorts that you were you were really going to work in the wine business. Yeah, you know, I have an interesting family story because my mom's family were farmers and always farmers, going all the way back to our family that still um, are growing grapes in, in Reims, France, and in Champagne region. And in fact, I was just there with my daughter a few months ago visiting my family and touring their vineyards in France. Um, and as my family immigrated to the United States and came to Oregon, they planted hops. And so my kind of joke is that my family's always been in the booze business one way or another. Um, but yeah, so hop growers, grape growers, and then really every other kind of row crop you could grow in Oregon. So agriculture was deep in my family. Right. Um, and then again, built some wineries. And I thought, you know, I saw these people working in the cellar. I thought, Boy, that's the business that brings it all together. There's this agricultural piece, which I've been a part of my whole life. Then this science and this cool stuff that happens in the cellar. That seemed really interesting. But ultimately, you get to enjoy the product, doing the things I love the most, you know, sitting around a table with your friends and family with great food, great times. And I thought, I think there is a path there for me. And I really, really did see that as a very young person. Absolutely. What a great story. So your roots or your family history started in France. Yeah. Yep. And Hmm. still today. Actually, my mom uh, took me for the very first time to visit my family there in uh, when I was an eighth grader. And I just brought I have three children. I just brought my oldest daughter, who's also an eighth grader, to visit the same family, did the same tour and saw all my family in Luxembourg and in France. 
uh, and actually we even got to go to Burgundy and visit some of the Oregon wine folks that are there. Um, so we're keeping that tradition strong in our family too. That's wonderful. So you were destined to work in wine or <laughs> yes. in, or in alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? One or the other. <laughs> Fascinating. So fast forward, you are now running a, a wine empire here at Dobbs. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's an empire or not. We're, <laughs> we're actually quite a humble company. It's one of the things I'm very, very proud of. Um, and very comfortable with here is that we're very much, um, you know, we're, we're one of the larger producers here in Oregon. If you really add up all the things that we do, um, we have our, our multiple brands with Wine by Joe is our more value-priced brand that's distributed across the country. Uh, Dobbs Family Estate is our very boutique, about 5,000 cases, and it's sold mostly right here in our tasting room, direct to consumer and through our wine club. And then we also have a leg of our business called Dundee Vintners, which is uh, where we do our custom crushing and private labels and uh, bulk wine and things like that for other people. And that's that piece of the business, that custom crushing leg, is actually really kind of a uh, due to the fact, due to our humble roots, I'll say. And and I think that's something that I'm really proud of. So you say wine empire. I you know we're just a wine company here, making a great beverage and you know meeting lots of different consumers' desires. Um, but we really have a team of people that are just awesome, hardworking humble nice people which is something that I'm really really proud of here in Oregon yeah I think Oregon does have like yeah. amazing people here yeah you know maybe I used empire you know no, it's used great. it loosely <laughs> but having the three arms of the business yes. kind of makes it a larger company and yes. that's what I was trying to for imply. sure no I'm just teasing we just like to stay humble <laughs> <laughs> we are on the other side of the tracks here in Dundee so <laughs> Dundee is darling as CEO how long have you been at the helm yeah, I've been in, in charge now for two years, just over two years. Um, I have been here with the company for 17 years, which is a long time. Sure. Um, but now officially in charge for two years. Yeah. What's been the most challenging part of being CEO? <sighs> oh, my gosh. It's it's a lot. I'll tell you. Um, you know, when I was young and dumb, I thought, oh, I can do all those things. And then I and then I have that opportunity. And I thought, oh, boy, it's a lot more difficult than I would have imagined. It's It's been stressful, to be totally honest. Um but also incredibly rewarding. Like the first year, you know, I had very, very ambitious goals and I've really worked hard to uh, develop a team here that's really a collaborative team that's working hard toward one goal. And it's been amazing, but I had set really, really high goals for myself. And it was, it was stressful trying to hit all that. And I had to learn, you know, you can't get everything done overnight, Gretchen. It takes time. You know, lots of things take time. But um, here I am two years in and I would say we've had amazing amazing results um, with the, some of the changes we've made. I mean, the company's always been successful. Our brands have grown very nicely. The last two years, uh, Dobbs County Estate and Wine by Joe brands both are just on fire, exceeding all growth rates of, of, of Oregon's growth rate and all these things. So it's very exciting. It's much to do because of the partnership we have with the wholesale company that's helping and our team here that's just really executing and making high quality wine and further strengthening our sales and marketing muscle and really learning how to, how to get it sold. Cause that's hard <laughs> which warrants the question how do you differentiate yourself in the marketplace that's a hard question and it's something we actually work on all the time here um you know there's so many of us in oregon that have similar stories and we all think we're making we're making great pinot great other stuff um and and we are and so are many others um a couple pieces that i think are very unique about our company um are first of all that we're not just making pinot noir and we know that Pinot Noir is very important, and it's certainly the number one thing we're making. But we also make some other unique varietals from Southern Oregon within our Dobbs portfolio, which is something that's very 
um, exciting and intriguing and interesting to consumers that are coming in our door. Um, specifically, we make Syrah and Grenache Blanc and Viognier, um, and that's not very common. In fact, we were the only producer of Grenache Blanc for the longest time in Oregon, and now I think there's maybe one or 1.5 other wineries doing it. Some yeah. years, some, you know, this vintage is not. Um, but really, I think first and foremost, there's something about our company culture here in, in our team that's really spectacular. We all have a very... Um, kind of a hardworking work ethic here, but but there's a sense of grit in our team that's like just like really tough and willing to do whatever it takes. And that spirit is really loud and clear here. And I think um, we certainly feel it. Our team feels it. And we all work together really well to achieve our goals. But it does resonate with our consumers and the experience you get when you come here because it's it, it kind of shows itself in a very comfortable environment. And when people come into our taste room, they, they're always saying, you have the most friendly staff, you have the most comfortable staff, you make great wines. But again, I think it's our, our staff and that culture, that feeling that you get from, from our staff here that really is the most differentiating thing. What is ahead for you and Dobbs family mm-hmm. estate? Yep. What do you want to do with the brand? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. It's actually very timely. We worked, um, this was one of my big goals at the beginning of my, my you know, position as CEO here was to rework our strategic plan and build a very in-depth five-year plan. And we, we worked hard through that process last year. We're actually right now in the middle of kind of refining it for the next four years. Um, and through a bunch of modeling and a bunch of teamwork, uh, we really have decided to focus in on Dobbs Family Estate brand. You know, we've got the multiple legs to our stool with our multiple brands and the custom crushing. We need the custom crushing to help us cash flow our business because we're still humble. We don't have huge deep pockets here, but um, we've really did go all. We've really decided to go all in on Dobbs Family Estate, the small boutique brand. It's it's got a lot of potential. We've got lots of room to grow here. It's right here in our backyard where we can really impact it. Um, so we've put new focus in on Dobbs and refining the experience that people are having when they come here, and all the way through the branding work. So we've actually. Um, made a lot of progress in the last year. I just showed you our new hideaway, which is our new tasting room space. Yeah, which is an incredible spot. Yeah, thank you. It's It was one of our first um, things we got done as a DTC team and developed a new tasting space that's um, beautiful and comfortable and um, very well designed specifically so that we were able to have a more intimate tasting experience with consumers, especially younger folks that are looking for a better opportunity to sit down and take their time, taste wine, pair it with food, bring in friends and have a more a, a, a better experience. So that's the beginning of that. We call it our lab. We're testing lots of new things. Um, and over time, we'll build something permanent. But this is a good, good way to test it in the meantime. Okay. So we're focusing on Dobbs. That's really the, the first and foremost. But Wine by Joe is very important. Don't, don't forget. Don't let me, you know, mislead you. It's, it's a totally different brand. Obviously, it's a more value-priced offering from Oregon. Great quality. It really, um, you know, speaks for itself in terms of over-delivering in great quality. Um, <clears throat> it's about uh, 40,000 cases sold nationally right now. And, you know, sky's the limit. We've got okay. all the space here to grow and, and, and we'll, we're just going to keep growing that brand as well. During the course of your career, has there been one person that has mentored you along the way or mm. has impacted your career? Oh, one person. That's a difficult question. There's okay, been one or two. Few. Yeah, <laughs> quite a few. I guess first and foremost, I have to pay a lot of respect to my dad. Um, 
he really shaped my life in many, many ways. And my mom both. Actually, my mom and my dad both. I have great parents. I think I told you about that last night over over drinks. Um, my parents are wonderful and um, really driven, hardworking people and gave me a chance. But first and foremost, my dad told me and my sisters, my girls can do anything. I have those words tattooed on my side. That's how like impactful that was to me my whole life. And I really believed him. I really thought I can do anything. You know, and I just, nobody put limitations on me because I was a woman. So I think first and foremost, just having that empowerment, you know, was huge. Um, but in my business career of 20 years in the wine business now, I would say the one person that's really, really helped me grow the most, well, there's kind of two people. It was both on the financial side and it's it's a gentleman named Lance and another guy named Darren who both um, are friends of mine today and they both helped me learn the financial side of the business and they just let me dig in and they taught me and taught me and taught me over years and today I handle a large portion of our financial function here at the company and the budgeting and the modeling and they taught me a lot so much about it so I really appreciated that because I knew how to make wine I started in the cellar I understood the production side of things but I really needed to to you know learn a lot in that area and they taught me a ton so I would yeah, say that. the numbers. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> it you know? is. I think especially in Oregon, there's so many people that are passionate about what we do. We make great wine, but you do have to stay in business. Mm-hmm. You do have to understand their numbers. So well, that was a huge turning point for me. Yeah, you have to be fiscally responsible. Yeah. Top moment in your career so far? Oh, boy. That's a question I haven't really thought of. Um, I mean, I guess being appointed CEO is probably the top moment. You know, I mean, it's been two years. Um, I thought I was ready for it. Um, prior to that, a year before that, there was a moment where I thought maybe, but I was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. There was a couple more things I needed to learn. Um, so two years ago when the ownership came to me and said, Gretchen, we would like you to take over this position. You know, I was like, yep, I I can do it. And I was really thankful that they had the faith in me that I could do it, you know, and, and that the support they've provided me to do that. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's got to be it. (laughs) I think it's pretty pretty good accomplishment yeah thanks on a lighthearted note if you didn't work in wine Mm. and you could do anything Mm. what would your dream job be well something around travel you know I don't get to think that way very often as a mother and you know the leader of this company here I'm very focused on my daily life you know getting work done and getting home done and getting everything covered I need to so there's not a lot of spare time to dream (laughs) or have a lot of fun to be totally honest but I would say I love traveling and I think it's something my mom you know brought into me as a young child and my family in Europe I try to go back as often as I can and love to travel the world I would probably be um you know one of those people that gets to just get paid to travel around and blog and eat good food and wine and talk about it wouldn't that be great yeah absolutely (laughs) someday when I'm old I'll get to do that all the time well you probably get to do that a little bit now I do I mean I do I you know personal vacations but also you know I'm part of my job is traveling and going out and selling wine and and, and it can be a grind it's a lot of work um but I do enjoy it I love seeing our country I love eating at great restaurants and meeting good people so I do get to do a bunch of it and I get paid to do that so that is pretty good (laughs) so maybe you're living the dream yeah maybe 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 Want to learn more about women who live in wine country? Purchase Wine Country Women of Napa Valley and Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. They are available on our website at winecountrywomen.com. Our lifestyle book, Wine Country Women of Willamette Valley, is expected to release in 2020. Let's segue to your personal life. Okay. So where do you live here in the Willamette Valley? 
Our home is just like about five minutes away from the winery. Yeah, Newburgh is the town. Okay, and you could have lived anywhere in the valley. How did you choose Newburgh? Well, we've been in Newburgh now for 13 years, and I would say it was definitely because of the job. My, my career here in wine was like, absolutely, the Willamette Valley is the place to be. I was born in the Willamette Valley. I've been here my whole life. Um, but specifically, Yamhill County is like the epicenter of all. And, you know, the opportunity I've had with this company, I decided I just wanted to stay very close to the winery. One thing that's been very important to me is that I could be a great mother and a great employee. And, you know, of course, now in my role at the top, I have to, I have, I have to do, do the best at both right. jobs. So um, my kids actually all have gone to school across the street from the winery here at Dundee Elementary School. Like I could literally throw a rock at their classroom. <laughs> so you're so close. Yeah, we're so close. And it works great. My husband also works in Newburgh. And together, we are true partners in life. Like we literally cover 50-50 of the job duties, whether it's scrubbing toilets or picking up kids or, you know, making dinner, you name it we share the job and it enables us both to do our jobs outside of home very well, but also take care of our family really well because we share it. Um, so being centrally located or very closely located to work is critical, but we love Newburgh. We love it. The community here is awesome. It's gorgeous. We love the seasons. I mean, we love Oregon. We love everything about our state. Like we were both born and raised here. There's nowhere else I would rather live. Um, but it's such a beautiful community. We have so many friends now from all the segments of life, from our kids, you know, school, their friends, uh, to our church friends, to our sports friends, to our industry friends, work friends, community friends, you name it. Like we have just a really rich community and lots of friends around us. So it's good. Okay. There's really nowhere else we'd, we'd rather live. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? Hmm. Well, I mentioned I swung a hammer as a kid, so you would see a construction project pretty much always at work. Really? Yes. Well, the home we're in now, we just have a little property just outside of the city limits of Newburgh, and um, the home we're in now, we've been there for three years, and we have completely gutted it and rebuilt a beautiful kitchen and redid the whole entire upstairs. I myself have done the bulk of the work, mostly all of oh the carpentry. Um, so I'm about to start remodeling my bathrooms and then I'll be able to take it easy a little bit. Uh, but we have a very, I think a beautiful home, very much touched by us by doing much of the work ourselves. Um, what is your decor, uh, color scheme? We have lots of grays and whites and navy blue, natural wood, lots of oak. Um, we love oak. Um, and I would say it's a little bit, a little bit of contemporary and just kind of a clean lines, um, we also have some older rustic pieces that we've worked into, though. My husband has a lot of neat old antique furniture, but not like dorky antique, like more mod, like clean <laughs> lines. I really like clean line furniture. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of our own style, but it's really up to date, you okay. know. And you do all the construction work. Yeah, I took last Christmas break off. I always take the last two weeks of, of December off to be with my kids, and I did all the trim work in the entire house literally cut every board installed all my house the entire the entire upstairs <laughs> okay i have to ask are your kids learning carpentry they are getting handier and handier <laughs> but i don't always have the patience to teach them plus i like things to look really good uh but they do i mean yes they're they're i think they're at least seeing a mom that's capable of doing maybe non-traditional things for a woman and I love that. I love that my girls are seeing a woman do that. Um, and little by little, I'm teaching them things, just like my dad taught me. But they're, they're you know, they're pretty young still. So okay. we'll see. You don't have a lot of free time, but <laughs> I'm going to ask this question nevertheless. Do you have any hobbies? I, I do have hobbies, yes. Um, right now, my hobby is a bit of 
combining parenthood with hobby, which is um, coaching my daughter's basketball team. So my middle daughter is 13, and I've been coaching her basketball team since she was a little kid. And now she's a seventh grader playing on a traveling competitive team, and I am her head coach. So I'm doing that for the next four months, which will definitely chew up every spare second I have, which isn't much. Um, my husband and I both love to work out. We've crossfitted for many, many years, and we love to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it, really. We try to lace in family time with the fun things that we you know when we have spare time we lace and fun so we'll you know we'll go to different games we go to different activities lots of you know friends and local things but a lot of it is sitting on the sidelines watching our kids play all the sports they play and okay all of that is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you I don't know I feel like you've already told us some surprising <laughs> things but you know do you speak a language do you collect something unusual is there something in your past that mm. you did that people might be shocked to learn about yeah well probably lots of things I, I am <laughs> I am fluent in Spanish it's something that um, I also majored in in college and have studied forever and I love the language, I love the culture, and I speak it all the time. So Spanish is something I'm very passionate about, and I love to, to, to get the to opportunity to communicate with people. That's something I'm, I love. Um, I think maybe that one of the fun stories is, uh, and I think I mentioned it yesterday, I, I got to go on a pack trip with my dad when I was um, a young kid for 10 days up in the mountains, in the Eagle Cap Mountains, which is in the northeastern corner of Oregon, the most... Um, aggressive you know highest mountain peaks that we have here in Oregon and we did a 10-day pack trip where we started from point a and ended at point z and every day got up and packed up and moved along and set up camp and moved along and it was an amazing trip it was me and nine men and 20 horses and mules and um very tough and like ambitious and scary you name it I mean we went across mountain ridges that were like absolute sheer cliffs where like one misstep and we could have been toast you know like lots of moments of scary stuff but the most gorgeous gorgeous views you've ever seen in Oregon I mean you have no idea most people can't even will never get to these places because well a it snowed in most of the winter but by you know on horseback you can get up in there after days after days but most spectacular things you've ever seen in Oregon just waking up to just beautiful meadows and snow-capped mountains all around you and you know river running through the valleys of just freshly snow melted water like the most amazing moments of that I can remember of my life, you know, getting to do something so wonderful with my dad and all of his buddies. And I learned a lot of life, life lessons through that. And it's an experience I'll never, never forget. I mean, it really sounds like an amazing trip. Yeah, Once for sure. Once in a lifetime. I got to do another one a couple of years later with my dad. It was an eight-day trip. But my husband came with me, who was my, not my husband at the time, my boyfriend. And oh. my dad was out to test him to see if oh. he was tough enough. <laughs> So he had to, he rode the worst horse and the, the horse that beat the crud out of him and he did it and he passed the test. And he survived. <laughs> he survived. Oh my God. Yeah. Your poor husband. I know. <laughs> he loves my dad. It's, he's great. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that worked out great. They're, they're both named Mike and they're oh just my like goodness. my two favorite guys in the whole world are my Mikey and my dad, Mike. Oh, how sweet. So I have to ask, we're in wine country mm -hmm. when you're at home. Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink at home? Oh, my goodness. Um, it's, yeah, it's all, I get so much wine given to me and shared and all this and that. So there's lots of things I'm drinking all the time. I would say right now I'm definitely enjoying. Um, I mean, is it wine? Do you like to drink well, wine at home? It totally depends. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm wanting to say Campari, but it's not Campari. What's the um, Italian liqueur? 
Um, Aperol? Yes. Aperol yeah. spritz. Thank and you. I knew it began so with an A. Aperol spritz. <laughs> that has been my drink of the, maybe the, the quarter. I, I love, I love an Aperol spritz. That's definitely been a trend in my house. So a little sparkling, usually it's our sparkling because I have that on hand, but anything will work, you know, with a little Aperol, a little splash right. of soda water. That's definitely my, my drink right now. But it's, 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 it's wine. Wine is definitely, you know, every once in a while I'll drink a little beer, not really spirits. I don't have time for that. Uh, it's just something I haven't explored yet in my life much. And wine is what I'm really tr- truly passionate about and love to taste. If you could have dinner with anyone, who would you like to invite to dine with you? Oh. And why? Well, my most basic answer is my family. And I know that sounds so boring. Uh, but my mom and my dad and my close family are by far who I would choose to spend any spare time I have with. Um, my dad was recently diagnosed with a brain tumor, and I just really feel my mom was almost killed in a bike wreck last year. She got hit by a car. And I just have had that lesson of like how short life can be. And it's they're still here. Praise the Lord. And um, I just have learned that like you have to just spend every spare time, every spare moment you have with people you love the very, very most. So I've every chance that there is a moment, like my parents are celebrating their 47th wedding anniversary here on Monday. And mom said, hey, we just want to have dinner with you kids. I was like, we'll be there. We dropped everything. We'll be there. Of course we will. What else matters? So I would say it's that. And that seems maybe so basic. There's lots of amazing people in the world I would love to sit down with and pick their mind and this and that. But what would I choose? Really just the people I love the most. Okay. I think that's lovely. Yeah. A bucket list item, one Mm. or two that you can share. Oh, well, let's see. I want to do big things. Um, my husband and I think, my husband's a retirement planner, so we think a lot about retirement. Right. But we also think about making sure our health is good so that we can do great things when we are retired, but also mm-hmm. in between now and then making sure we're doing great things. I definitely want to take my kids to certain key places, um, you know, traveling the world and seeing family and those things are very important to me. Um, but like lo- locally, like I haven't been to the Grand Canyon. I've never hiked through the Grand Canyon. I totally want to do like a big trip, like I don't sure. know, five or 10 days, like, you know, backpack it through the Grand Canyon or something like that. Um, South America is on my bucket list. Like I said, I'm fluent in Spanish. I've spent lots of time in Mexico, but I've yet to make it to South America. I have friends that live in various countries down there and folks I've met through the wine industry down in the wine growing regions down there. It's totally my bucket list to get down there. Um, oh my gosh, so many things. Traveling, I just would say traveling. That's traveling. that's the biggest. Okay. All the places I want to see. The holidays are fast approaching. Mm-hmm. Do you have a holiday tradition that you yes. can share? I mean, and it's probably no surprise. Like, as you can see, family is very family, important to me. Right. Yeah, so we, on Thanksgiving, we go to both families, my husband's family and my family, all in the same day. Thankfully, they only live an hour from each other, so we do it. Um, and Christmas is really a great tradition for us. Um we, we celebrate it with my parents and my, all of my siblings in Mount Angel, my hometown, on the 24th, 25th with Mike's family. But at home, we have our own little traditions with our kids that we've, we've you know, got going. So, um, it, and, it's, and what are those? Um, you know, just little things. Like we bake cookies together. And um, the morning of the 25th, we have our alone time. And we always drive our kids crazy because they wake up and there's presents from Santa. And they wanted to open them, but Mike and I always like drag our feet, like we gotta make coffee first. And they're like, "Mom and Dad, come on!" But we just this these little silly traditions, like we so we have this morning ritual. We get a ritual. Or- we make our coffee. We take our time. We make the kids sit there in anticipation of opening their presents. Right. <laughs> but you know, we spend the morning just with our kids that morning and um, hang out together, open some presents, and enjoy those things for a while. And then around noon or one, we have to get cleaned up and head down to Mike's family to see them. But just little traditions at my mom and dad's house we always make a dinner together and my mom is my mom is a chef she owns a restaurant and she um always 
crafts the dinner, usually in a tradition, like a family tradition. Um, so often she'll pick German food, that kind of thing. And each family will be assigned or each person will be assigned to a certain job. So like last year it was a German tradition. Like the boys had to make the spetzel and the girls, I think, I don't remember. We made some parts of the vegetables. The kids made the cookies. So she like has everything organized and cut and prepared and the recipes are all ready. And she assigns, you know, each and we all work together. We're all in her huge kitchen together. But doing individual parts, and my mom walks around like just smiling like a queen. Like I've got all my people I love all in one room together cooking, and we're going to eat together. It's like the most magnificent day oh, ever. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, it is, and it tastes amazing. I'm like, Mom, if I could do what you do, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'd be so lucky. <laughs> my mom is a wonderful chef. What big shoes to fill. <laughs> I know. And you know what? I'm never going to fill them. Like my husband is mostly the chef at our home because it's just something that he enjoys doing. Mm-hmm. I kind of took on – like the kids and their homework and like what do I need, how do I help the kids out and Mike was like well let me do the cooking so that's the way we've worked it out in our home and it's um just great I mean it's just it's just how it works for us and it's okay so someday I think I'll work on my cooking skills but in the meantime I'm happy to have my husband carrying that weight for me it's working like you said yes so, it does we are yeah. alive and well <laughs> right so and you got a happy family yeah so yeah it is working well, Gretchen, we're going to wrap things up with what I like to call five okay. quick questions. Oh, so you ready? Okay, let's see. Okay, I'm sure you're ready. What kind of car do you drive? I drive a Tahoe, a Chevy Tahoe. SUV, plenty of room for my kids and their friends. Okay. <laughs> Who is your favorite clothing designer? Mm. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I am very much not a style cat and I'm very practical. Um, I would say, I guess I'm wearing Fry Boots right now and I love the brand Fry uh, because I love quality. I love leather. I love real things. And um, I don't have, a, my closet is quite small, but the things I do have are, are high quality. Okay. Um, so, so Fry. That's, that's a brand I love. Okay. What's your favorite song to dance to? Oh, oh my goodness. Um... I, you know, it'd have to be something off of my playlist right now, a Footloose, I would say. <laughs> okay. A lot of fun. My family, we just kind of get crazy and dance to that song, and it's always streaming through our house and also on our boat when we're out playing. So I'll say that. Okay. What is one of your favorite movies? Mm, wow, that's a good one, too. Um, I'm going to go back in time. This is something that just popped into my head. It's the movie Annie silly as that is I love it the old Annie I've watched the new Annie too but I love the old Annie and I've sat around with my kids watching it a hundred times so I have all the lines memorized I love it I love the musical I love the singing I love the girls playing together in fact my uh my girlfriend's daughter just performed in the play Annie recently and I was like in tears watching her perform I love it yep and last question is what's the last piece of candy you ate <laughs> oh, that's really easy because it just Halloween just got <laughs> over. Um, definitely a Reese's, a Reese's, you know, not Reese's pieces, Reese's pieces. That's what they're called, right? Peanut butter and chocolate, right? Yes, thank you. Uh, or so good. Reese's Reese's cup. Cup. Thank you. The peanut, peanut butter, butter cup. cup. That's it. Not the pieces. <laughs> not the little ones. The big one. <laughs> there you go. Those are my favorite. And every year at Halloween, I say to my kids, uh, "You guys owe me. Pick some out of there. That is what you have to pay me for hauling you around town." <laughs> and I'll eat all of their Reese's pieces or Reese's peanut butter cups thank you Gretchen so much fun this was fun thanks for the time I really appreciate this thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about wine country women 
Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.